New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And we here just in time for the start of the New York Knicks draft or the NBA live draft. Um, and we're going to give it to you from the Knicks perspective. And we're going to talk about it, talk about our favorite picks at 11, talking about if we can even trade up for the fourth pick and talk about what's going on live right now with the draft. But before we get into that and the details of this pick, let me quickly introduce my guest. First and foremost, you already know what it is. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Oh boy, that was crazy. But um, yeah, Ryan G's in the building. What's up everybody? Let's get to this draft talk. Let's get to the draft off. And also, let me introduce my my guy. Um, he actually wrote a write-up for the Nick of Time show a couple of months ago. And he's done a little bit of some some draft research. And he's back right now. Uh, he, he actually wrote a, a, a breakdown for Deadspin on a mock draft. And he's here to talk draft with us. It's my guy, Lee. What's going on, Lee? What's going on, y'all? Happy to be here. Covering the niche for Posting and Toasting, Deadspin, The Guardian. Glad to be with my main man. Jay Ellis talks some Nets in the draft. That's right. That's right. Let's get it started. First and foremost, no surprises here. First pick of the draft for the Orlando Magic. Uh, it's pretty clear who they're going to pick. Um, but um, listen, the big news right now has been Jaden Ivey at four and East Sacramento Kings. Um, if you haven't been following uh, Knicks Nation so far and Knicks Twitter and all the news, the Knicks have been rumored to be looking into trading for Jaden Ivey um, and they were asking for a lot. Um, there's people in our way. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder who before we talked about that, they might be our biggest competition. They just it's been reported just yesterday that the Oklahoma City Thunder are aggressively, <laughs> aggressively trying to trade up from their 12th pick to the fourth pick. We also in competition with these Hawks. Um, possibly Detroit as well, and the Pacers have dropped out of the J- Jaden and Ivy sweepstakes. Uh, me get to Lee since we haven't talked to Lee. Lee, Lee, what do you think our chances are of actually even trading up for the fourth pick? A lot of the intel is that the Knicks are definitely in conversation, as we know with Leon Rose. He's been in terms of the packages. He usually draws a line in the sand that he's not willing to cross. Uh, and he's been really aggressive on including pits or getting pits back in every transaction he's made. So if we do have an opportunity to get Ivy, I expect it to be probably a three-pick minimum maximum with including our pick at 11, the Mavs 2023 next year, and our probably top five or along with a few young studs. Yeah, I, I agree. And it seems like there might be some trepidation on which – young stud they want to include it's all, it's all rumors though i've heard some rumor that said they really want iq and the knicks were like nah i've heard rumors that said that they really want cam um i'm pretty sure they would include cam if just because cam was included in trade rumors right before the trade that last year so i feel like if it was cam they would just be like fine um but i do feel like the knicks would have some some time a hard time trying to part with iq or Obi Toppin. Um, 
Uh, what do you what do you think, Ryan? Do you feel? I know we talked about this. You know, let me, let me ask Lee once again because we talked about this before. Me and Ryan, yeah. we are both had a, a stance where we feel like you know what we might have to hesitate on over because of the Randall situation. Um, Grimes, we probably include if we have if we if we must. IQ, I kind of paused a lot because you know I'm an IQ lover. <laughs> I'm an IQ lover. I paused and I would try to wrestle with maybe even including an extra pick or, or an extra young person instead of IQ. But ultimately, if it was to make a break deal, I, I probably would. Um, what do you stand on including IQ in a in a pick for Ivy? I'm willing to do it. I think the only guys I wouldn't be willing to include is RJ Novi. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about who needs a point guard to have their game unlocked. Mm-hmm. And I think I, the ball in his hands isn't as in need of a point guard as some of the guys on the perimeter like Obi Toppin and R.J. Barrett. If it took Emmanuel quickly to move up and get Jay Nivey, and also we can reduce some of the draft capital, I'm okay with making that swap. I, absolutely, absolutely. Uh Ultimately, that's kind of where I landed on, but I'm still going to fight tooth and nail to keep them. That's just me, only because I feel like um, the playmakers, the playmakers for us have been hard to come by, and he, I feel like um, IQ was taking a huge step in playmaking towards the end of the season. Um, and Jaden Ivey, he, he's projects to be kind of like a combo guard, point guard, but his playmaking hasn't been at the top of his, you know, uh, um, his pedigree, which is why I would fight to keep IQ. Uh, and try to do try to put Grimes into the trade because I feel like Grimes is more of a three and D guy. I feel like it's easier to plug in a three D guy through a, finding a three D guy in a draft or through free agency than it is um, finding a guy who create for your, create shoot threes and create um, create for other people in themselves. So that's my personal opinion, but um, I'm pretty sure the the Knicks are kind of wrestling with the same type of decision making now. Gunshots, OKC Thunder have taken Chet at number two. I know it's kind of late, and <laughs> it's happened already, but I wanted to give Lee a, t- a chance to answer the question. But, uh, yeah, Chet at two. No surprises so far. <laughs> you know, uh, JL, let's go back to that. I think the Knicks, oddly enough, have cultivated a lot of playmaking at every position but point. So if you were to bring in Jay and Ivy, who's not the strongest facilitator and playmaker, you do have pretty solid playmaking from R.J. Barrett, right. Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and Julius Randle. God forbid if we keep them. Yeah, I mean, and and ultimately, you're right about that. Ultimately, that's why I would do it because even though he's not the best playmaker, I think the speed in which he plays with can still put pressure on defense and create open shots for everybody else. Uh, so he might not have to be the best playmaker at first anyway. But ultimately, I, I would do it, but I would try to fight against it still because I, me personally, I just know that to me, 3D guys are easier to find than dynamic playmakers, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> but that, but that's just me. Um, all right, we are two picks away from the fourth pick, and then we're the yours. As you know, the Knicks are picking eleventh. Um, so let's talk about it, gentlemen. Let's talk about it. Um, Ryan, I know I kind of asked you earlier. Um, out of if you had to pick three people to pick at eleven, who you feel might be around eleven? And this hard is kind of hard. The draft is kind of hard to predict, right? Because yeah, it, it is kind of hard to predict. Um, I think at eleven, um, 
I would consider Johnny Davis if he's still available at 11. I would consider Johnny Davis. I would also consider A.J. Griffin because I like his perimeter shooting. And I, and I do think, especially from what I've heard from draft, that the draft experts that we've had, you know, his defense might be on and off at times, but there's potential for his defense to get better. So I would definitely take a look at A.J. Griffin. And I think the third guy, I have kind of like Jalen Williams. You know, I've grown hmm. to like him a lot. But I know that the Knicks could possibly, you know, trade down to get him. They don't really have to pick him at 11. So that would probably be my third guy. I think those are the top three players I'm looking at right now for the Knicks at 11, you know, possibly trade down to get Jalen Williams. Uh, okay. I'm Okay, you on the Jalen Williams train? You already know I'm on the Jalen Williams train as, as well. Um, are any particular order that you you would like those guys? Particular order? <laughs> you mean rank? rank them? Yeah, rank them. Rank them. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think right now I probably would. I probably would put Jalen Williams at one, just for the simple fact I like his playmaking from the wing, and the fact that you know the Knicks could definitely use some more playmaking. He could definitely play some point guard as well. So I think he'd be number one on my list. Number two would probably be. Johnny Davis and then three AJ Griffin. If I have to rank them, got you. What 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 makes you feel like you would put uh? We said AJ Griffin number two, number three. So AJ Griffin number three. Your top pick is AJ Griffin. No no no. I'm saying you said to rank them like you know who who would I, who would I want the Knicks to pick out of you know the best out of the three that I you know gave you. At least that's what I thought. That's what I thought you meant. Right right. So your first right. pick, your first pick is AJ Griffin. <laughs> No, my first pick is Jalen Williams. Oh, your first pick is Jalen Williams out of everybody. Yeah, then, yeah. Then my second one would be Johnny Davis. Third one would be AJ Griffin. Those are the top three right there that I would be looking forward to if the Knicks don't trade up and get Ivy. Okay. All right. You picking my picks, right? You in my you in you, stop at see because you know why we doing too many pods together. So you need you thinking like me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Lee, Lee, what's going on, man? So my top three picks, there's really no one at 11 that interests me. I think we've been in this kind of purgatory state for the last couple of years since R.J. Barrett in 2019, where we've been picking, you know, at the bottom end of the, of the top 10 lottery and not getting really a franchise player. Obi could change that. Uh, time to tell if he starts. So there's not really anyone at 11 that really excites me. I mean, I'm all in. I've been all in. Articles on Jay Nivey. We need your trade up for Jay Nivey. If that opportunity is to present itself, most of the guys I don't think are going to be available. Bandit Matherin, Dyson Daniels, I don't go in the top 10. Which yeah. With Johnny Davis, as best, best option at 11. Give you some defense, give you some mid range scoring, give you some three point scoring. Uh, that's probably my best option at 11. Your there best option, you're going Johnny Davis there, as your there, there has been an update. Wait, there has been an update. So. Sam's just reported the Kings are going to pick Keegan Murray at number four. What? Hey, with Detroit. The Kings are picking Keegan Murray. And Detroit Yeah, that means, and Woe just reported it too. Yeah, Kings are going with Keegan Murray at number four. That means Jaden Ivey's dropped to five. Jaden Ivey has dropped to five. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Now, this makes things interesting. So this this tells me something. All week long, or all week long, we've been hearing that the Kings and the Knicks have been in talks about a move. 
Pacers have dropped out. To me, that means that the Knicks probably is taking a hard stance. Yeah. Or or the OKC or maybe the OK or maybe they just don't like the package and they say screw it we're taking Keegan Murray because they didn't like the package they was getting from OKC or the Knicks which means the Detroit Pistons will now be on the clock for Jaden Ivey and from my understanding you know I listen man I know some people feel like Jaden Ivey is a point guard and 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 Kate Cunningham is a point guard and they can't play together but I really don't believe that. That's what Detroit is thinking. You know what I mean? I, I do feel like Detroit can envision an Ivy Cade backcourt for years to come, especially because from what I was saying before, he's not a guy who's like a playmaker's play playmaker for real. You, you can have Cade for that. So um, it's also been reported, though, that the Knicks have been in talks with the Pistons. So we already know yeah. they have a backup plan to t- – yeah to talk with the Pistons and this changes some things because now we already know from, from Ian Begley that Detroit's top pick from the, from the Knicks is Cam Reddish and not Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin. This might be something that I feel like might be easier for the Knicks to give up since Cam Reddish was already in trade rumors um, at the deadline for like for was it Cam I think it was, who was who was the trade was it Cam, Cam Reddish to the Lakers, I believe was the proposed yeah, trade that the died. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Right. Exactly. So if that's the case, um, it, it, listen, man, I don't know. I don't want it. Anything can happen right now. Anything can happen. Go ahead. Go ahead. This team presents a really different trade package than what Sacramento would be. Sacramento wanted veterans to help them win now, which the Knicks kind of have. Derrick Rose, I think, would be the best impact player for Sacramento, but Julius Randle never made sense with the the, the bonus to bonus. No, they didn't. I never saw them really loaning Julius Randle as much as someone like Christian Wood or um, Jeremiah Grant. But with Detroit, Cam Reddish, Grimes, maybe quickly – those guys are, I think, in our draft capital are more in play with Detroit than it is in Sacramento. Yeah, I actually think it's easier to make a deal with the Detroit Pistons than it is the Sacramento Kings with the way it's constructed. So yeah. I, I, I actually feel like the chances of us actually making a deal is a little bit higher. Now, not to say it's a done deal because that's not that's not what I'm saying, but I feel like our chances are higher with dealing with Detroit, um, for sure. Um, and I, 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 I keep my stance. And I know they wouldn't want Julius Randle because they just got rid of Jeremy and Grant. I mean, Jerry and Grant. They're trying to clear cash space. Obviously, their trade targets for the summer, or free agent targets, rather, are DeAndre Ayton. And, uh, yeah, DeAndre Ayton is probably their biggest trade target. So they probably wouldn't be going after Julius Randle. But like you said, they probably they might take some vets, a lot of picks, some Cam Reddish and some young pieces. They might be able to get a deal done. Yes, I'm going to say Pistons are taking Ivy with the fifth pick. Yeah, Whoa. that's the one just reported, yeah. Pistons are taking Ivy with the fifth pick. <laughs> All right. Not surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising. Pistons take Ivy with the fifth pick. Um, We'll still see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still see what yeah, happens. 
mean, um, just because just because the Pistons are picking him at five, it doesn't mean he's gonna stay there. That doesn't mean he's gonna he's stay there, know. but it doesn't mean he's not. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's not. <laughs> the the interesting thing though is what happens after that, because now everybody starts to get pushed down a little bit. Yeah. So we have who do we have selecting now? We have the sixth pick is up next, which is the Indiana Pacers. Probably. Hmm? Shane Shire, I think, at six. That made some sense. Yeah. I would say Shaden Sharp definitely makes sense for the Indiana Pacers, given um, they need some dynamic wing help. I know Warren has Warren is coming off their books. Right. Brogdon might be traded, and I've heard they're interested in Dyson Daniels, too. That could be another option for them. Absolutely, that could be another option. And um, I'm not sure. I've also heard rumors, we also heard rumors today that the Knicks actually are looking into possibly trading up for him as well, for Shannon Sharp, Shaden Sharp, which yeah. is interesting to me. Um, how do you feel about that? Me, I kind of feel nervous about that because that doesn't seem like a Walt Perrin thing to me because in the report it says Shaden Sharp has friends in high places, right? <laughs> That's been reported by Ian Begley and I was in quotes. And when you say he has friends in high places to me, okay, that means you w- William Wesley and Leon Rose. And I already know what I say. I say, you know, in Walt Perrin, we trust. If Walt Perrin wants to trade up, I trust that we can trust Walt Perrin's, you know, Asheville IQ because he's done his due diligence. If it's a Leon Rose, William Wesley type of move, I'm not as like, I'm not as confident about that, especially considering that Shaden Sharp, there's not a lot of intel on him. But of course, they probably got an intel from the Kentucky guys since Shaden Sharp hasn't really played all year in Kentucky. What do you think about that, Lee? To be fair, Emmanuel quickly was a worldwide West pick. I remember, I remember hearing the rumors and, and intel that when he was in the draft room, he was like, Bibbs need shooters, go get a shooter. The boy can shoot. So Emmanuel quickly was highly uh, liked by World Wide West. So it's also Kentucky connections. You never count that out with uh, the New York Wildcats. Uh, Sharp is interesting. I wouldn't be willing to part with IQ. Reddish and Grimes and maybe two picks to move up for Sharp. But you know, three picks or IT or OB, that's a hell no for me. I have zero interest in, in really forfeiting the future for Sharp when he's such an enigma and such right. an unknown. I agree with you, which is why I feel like the trade up candidate thing for for Sharp in particular is a little bit too risky for me to give up the farm. I mean, anything to add to that, Ryan? Um, yeah, Lee pretty much said it right there. I mean, I know I've heard, you know, certain draft experts experts say that you know. Shaden Sharp might end up have, might end up being the guy that ends up being the superstar of the group, you know, that's picked this year. And he definitely has a high ceiling, you know, but the, like, you know, like you said, there's a lot of unknowns about him. You know, he didn't play at Kentucky. He's basically one year removed, you know, from playing, you know, five-on-five basketball pretty much, you know, so there's not really a lot of intel on him. So it's kind of like, that's like a huge gamble you're taking right there. You're really rolling the dice with Sharp hoping that, you know, the reports about him having the highest, that possibly the highest ceiling in the draft is actually going to come true for you, you know, if you can, you know, handle his development correctly and stuff like that. So, 
I wouldn't be willing to take a huge gamble, you know, like, you know, like Lee said, you know, I probably, you know, would throw like a little trade out there, you know, I might give up two young players, maybe a future first round of form, but I'm not going to OD and like give up the farm, you know, just to move up and get sharp, you know, that's not really a good risk to take. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm sold on moving up at all on sharp. I'm not even gonna lie. Like only, I mean, sharp is one of those guys where like, if you do see something, I feel like it's going to take a few years because he hasn't been yeah. in an actual NBA program or anything. Um, so I don't know. It's too, it's too risky for my blood in particular. Um, but like you said, William Wesley, he, he was right on the IQ thing. So maybe we do need more high upside, high ceiling guys. I agree. I think what we're seeing from quickly, I think he has a little bit more of a ceiling, but not much more. I think we've seen maximum Mitch on offense for sure. He might be able to get a little bit better on defense, but game is so raw offensively. Obi's at a high ceiling. I think RJ has a high floor. I think he can average three to four more points per game, but I don't see him as a 28, 29 point per game score. So we need someone who could be a big home run swing. I only see Ivy as that uh, after the pick number four. I think Ivy and Sharp are the two guys who fit the bill. Right. And, it want, and then, you know what it is, too? We also have Cam. But I guess the thing about Cam is we don't have a lot of time to evaluate Cam. You know what I mean? Because Cam is that little teaser, man. Like, he shows you just enough to believe that things are real. Um, but he also has these injury problems where – once he starts to get on a roll, he gets injured. So you don't know if that's going to be sustainable. But when I look at Cam and how easily he's gotten to the rim and how he can go between that stretch four role and that three role, I feel like and, and I feel like he can be good for us. Um, but I'm not sure if we, ha if we have enough time to really evaluate him. But the only reason maybe was kind of giving me hope, though, and interestingly enough, is the rumors that's been going around with the Knicks right now – um, talking about offloading, um, <laughs> offloading Alec Burks and New Orleans Noel of the salary to to clear cap to go after Jalen Brunson, even though I feel like that's a long shot. But in my mind, we clear the cap, right? This is what I'm thinking. In my mind, we clear the cap. We might swing and miss on Jalen Brunson, but oh my gosh, look at all this clear pathway for the youth to play now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it's like. If we get rid of Alec Burks and we end up, you know, I don't know, getting somebody safe like Tyus from Grizz from the Grizzlies or something, then I can see Cam Reddish getting some burn. I can see I IQ getting an actual shot. I can see Grimes playing some more minutes. Or even whoever we select at 11, who I didn't really see getting playing time before, I can see them actually get getting a chance to play. So... That's the only thing that makes me think, well, maybe if we do keep Cam, if that stuff did happen, maybe we have a shot. I don't know. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Donnie Walsh took over the Knicks back in the late 2000s, and he, he traded away Zach Randolph and traded away uh, – who was the other guy he got rid of? Jamal Crawford. Right. The clear cap space for the LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh free agency. Right. And he signed – I think Chris Duhon he signed as a point guard, and it was like Duhon and Gallo – and uh, Landry Fields, Timothy Mosscrop, there's all these young guys, Wilson Chandler, and the young guys actually got a lot of burn. Yes. Playing uh, in starting minutes next to a point guard that was first. I think that's Ice Jones comp. Chris Duhon, there's a lot of similarities there. A guy who 
a great scorer, but can pack a punch off the bench, but is more of like a high IQ facilitator, uh, floor leader. And that would put a position where our young guys are playing it as a free agent market and trade destination. Because, hey, the young guys are actually playing, not buried on a bench behind Alec Burtz and their Lens Noel, you know? Right. Get rid of those bumps, please. Please. And that and that's a really good comparison, man. I'm glad you even mentioned that. Because even after that year, the young guys got a lot of burn. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the guys, people wanted the young guys. Now I feel like we still over we still moved too many pieces in, in the Carmelo trade with Wilson Chandler and um, and the Gallinari and all those guys. Like, but but you're right. You're right. And I, I think that's exactly what we need at this point to, to to raise the value of the young guys that are here in a new york uniform right yeah. now that would be the ultimate uh everything that knicks fans want everything that knicks fans want and it's funny because we ended the season with like almost like an, a letter from leon rose talking up these young guys i'm um, hopefully they see the vision and it's not just lip service that you know, Leon Rose kind of believes in these young guys, and we actually followed through and prove that we believe in them by letting them run this season. That's what I want to see. I think Donnie yeah. Walsh wanted to get rid of that many. You're right. I think the package was too much, especially that pick to turn out to be Jamal Murray right. uh, for Denver. I don't think that Leon Rose wants to trade these young guys such as Donnie Walsh didn't. The difference is Dolan was a lot more active and took a lot more of a, of a bigger uh, part back then in terms of forcing Walsh's hand and forcing their front office to go after Carmelo. I think that Leon Rose seems to have some autonomy and the ability to make decisions uh, and keep this roster intact. Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 we don't have Dolan over here sticking his nose in businesses we don't belong. Uh, he, he's leaving up to the basketball experts and the Warrior West and these guys to, 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 to make the moves. And that's the biggest difference right now. And that's what's kind of giving us hope right now. Oh, uh, but update. We have the Pacers who have taken Benedict Matherin. I knew he'd be gone. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. I had a feeling Pacers were going to pick him too. Woo. Crazy. So Benedict is gone at the sixth pick. Shaden Sharp is falling. Yeah. That's a badass yeah. basketball though in Indiana. Howard Burton and, and Matherin, that is that's cold. That's cold. They went with the short thing. They went with the short thing in Matherin. We already, we already told about Matherin. Matherin is a, is a deadly, pretty good shooter. Athletic guy can finish at the rim. Gives you a little bit of defense as well. Solid pick from from goal, from um, the Pacers, man. This is the most athletic yep. has been since the Danny Granger years and Paul George. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. And shout out to Raw. I know Raw is somewhere right now. Um, trying to trying to Crying. convince Leon to work the phone to get Matherin because I know Ma Raw that was Raw's pick. He wanted Matherin. <laughs> oh man, the tears falling out his eyes right now. Yeah, yeah, nah, cause cause we, we had a conversation. He wasn't here for this either. We we had a hypothetical because everybody talked about trading up for Ivy, but I asked, would you trade up for anybody else outside of Ivy? That and um. <laughs> Raw was like Matherin. He he was really like a, a Matherin guy. For for good reason. But um but yeah. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure if I'd trade up for Matherin. I feel like Ivy I feel like um is Ivy a bust for me to trade up. I don't think I'll trade up for any of these guys. Wait, you, 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 you wouldn't say sharp falls to eight. You wouldn't trade up to take sharp? I would. 
That's a three pick. That's not that's not a big jump. I mean, I guess the price uh, from eleven to eight, it shouldn't be that crazy. It would probably what be maybe two first. Yeah. I would think two first yeah. and maybe a vet, maybe. And who do we have at eight? We have the Pelicans. What do the Pelicans need? Veterans, they're trying to win now. Yeah. They're all in. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much set because, I mean, they got Zion, they got CJ McCollum. They, they have a pretty good, they have a pretty solid team right now. Right. I can see them, I can see them wanting like a cheap vet who can, I can see them wanting like maybe like an Alec Burks. Like a switch. And also, and also reports just came out that the Knicks are still in pursuit of acquiring Jaden Ivey, even after Detroit selected the Purdue combo guard. Let's See? go. There we go. There we go. We're still in the hunt, baby. We're still in the hunt. It's not over. It is not over. <laughs> it is not over. The Knicks are still in the hunt for Jaden Ivy. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, man. Oh, Portland will select Shaden Sharp. It just came in from Shams. Portland will select. Okay. Now Portland is interesting. Is an interesting. Um, Portland is interesting as well, because Portland is also in win now mode. Um, the Knicks have been uh, rumored to also want Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, we we, we try to get Shannon Sharp. My man's retired. He played NFL. <laughs> I mean, Shannon. Sh- my bad. <laughs> <laughs> But so I can see the Knicks even going and calling uh the Portland Trailblazers as also a backup. I can also see that. And it's crazy because Portland is interesting because I felt like they I felt like they kind of gave CJ away personally. I feel like they might have got could have gotten more for CJ. Um but I also feel like they did pretty good in getting Jerry and Grant without even you know, with getting they gave up a Bucks pick. So I feel like I feel like there's a chance we can, you know, if we were to trade up for Sharp, that it wouldn't be that crazy for Portland because they can go either or. They can definitely I'm go either. About what Portland's been before, like the last five or six years with Dame, they've been very half court driven. They've had a lot of like players that that thrive in the intermediate game, jump shooters. Flat-footed Nurkic, guys that are passing out of the high post, playing the pitch and roll. They haven't been very athletic. With the occasional Robin Covington, those guys haven't really fit in. Now with Simons and Jeremiah Grant, they're a pretty athletic team. If I look at the Knicks roster and try to figure out who fits, to me it's Randall and Reddish. I think you could make a Randall-Grant combination work. Maybe stagger their minutes, play Grant more at the three, place a small at the five. You could package Reddish and Randall and get Sharp and maybe even take back like a Nurkic or, or some other inspiring salary that they have. Give yeah. me some picks. I wasn't sure if they would want Randall now that they have Grant. I, I, I wasn't sure at all. But, I mean, if, they're, if they want to do that, I'm with it. I know they were also interested in Ananobi from, from the, yeah. uh, the, Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. So yeah. they obviously have like a type they're looking for. They're looking for like the long limb type of guys. Cam Reddish definitely fits that bill. So I can definitely see them wanting that type of stretch for long-limbed personnel in there. So I, I definitely agree with you on the Cam front. The Randall front, 
I'm iffy about it. It, it, it can make sense. It, it really depends on how do they really see Grant. You know what I mean? Because, and yeah. I've had this conversation with some the guys on Nick's Twitter. Um, as much as we down Randall, Randall is better than Grant, man. Yeah, Randall is is, is better than Grant. Even as worse, he's still twenty and ten. Yeah, yeah, twenty ten and five, and is going to command a double team. Yep. So like, I don't, man. I don't know if they'll go after him, and I don't know if they they want to split the minutes between those two guys. Um, but I can, they can, I can, maybe they could split the four minutes, but I also, you know, Ooh. Grant, you can kind of play those guys together, low key, because Grant can can easily slide to the to the three, and go yep, back to that cool. old school OKC role of you know three and D guy. But Portland's been really like traditional in the last couple of years. It had they have positionally their stretch where CJ McCollum was a two, Nurkic was the five, Lillard was a conventional one. Now I think they're getting some athletes that are more switchable. You're right. The guys play like multiple positions, more positionalist basketball, which is becoming really trendy nowadays. Randall, if Randall can commit to playing small ball five, that's a deadly offensive team. That Portland's putting out there because when his three balls on, I think he's an average at like 37 30 percent three point shooter. That's pretty deadly if you have Randall at the five. Now, does Randall want to play the five? Maybe for a change of scenery, less pressure, and playing with Dame, he might buy into it. Now, yeah. I get you. So, um, yeah, some news other news came out. So, Knicks are still in, uh, Knicks are still talking with Detroit about the Ivy selection. A deal could be made if Duran is available at 11 and they, they do a package with that pick. So it seems like Detroit wants Duran as well. So wow. So if he's still available at eleven, the Knicks can make a package with Duran and get Ivy from Detroit. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now Whoa. we got the who who would block us? I think the Spurs might want Duran. Where'd this? you hear that from? Steve Papa just tweeted it, and I know that he's you know pretty much one of the guys that covers the Knicks and. He's legit. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mark Stein just reported, too, that the Knicks' hopes could hinge on whether Jalen Duran is available at 11 or not. Wow. Wow. This is getting interesting right now. Maybe Detroit is having is starting to hear that uh, Aiden either doesn't want to come to Detroit or might stay in Phoenix. I know they've been really heavy targeting Aiden as their starting center. Right. Or if they're hearing that that's falling by the wayside, they might see Jalen Duran as a possible replacement at the five. Which makes the Knicks in play to make that swap. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> the Spurs. I feel like yeah. the Spurs might be the guys who might get in our way, if anything. I feel like the Spurs might want to center. Yeah, there have been rumors saying that the Spurs are looking at them, too. Spurs got Potal at the five. He's pretty solid. They have Potal at the five. I, I'm Potal versus Durin's. Oh, so I'm just trying to be realistic and think of every possible thing not getting away right now <laughs> photo versus Durant's upside is, 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 is you know oddly enough my worst case scenario is that we take Duran and we, we keep him and that's our pick at number 11 and we have another center besides Mitch and Sims and currently Noel nightmare oh, pick oh uh, yeah, Noel is gone nightmare pick. Noel, is, Noel is expiring he's been gone Man. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are saying if Jalen Duran gets to 11, the deal is done. Whoa. Guys, 
Guys. Oh. This could get nuts, man. This could get nuts. This could okay, all right. Damn. You make this is nerve wracking right now. <laughs> this, we have the yeah, eighth and, pick. And and um and New Orleans is picking Dyson Daniels. So that's another that's another um team off the board right there. So we now we have to worry about nine and ten. Right. And we, we kind of figured Dyson Daniels is moving up the draft boards because of the switchability. Um um, you know, you know those those guys. They were looking. New Orleans were look, kind of looking at long wings in general. So this is no surprise that they're taking Dice and Daniels at eight. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm nervous right now, guys. I'm nervous right now. <laughs> I'm nervous right now. I don't. I have not even looked at the phones or anything. Phone lines are open if you have anything to, to comment about with this draft so far. Number is 319-527-6241. The number, number is right there at the bottom of the screen, 319-527-6241. If you have any comments about the draft so far or anything that we said so far pertaining to these Knicks and our chances of getting Jaden Ivey, man. Our chances so of getting Jaden What happened? Did Dyson Daniels go to New Orleans? Yeah, Dyson Daniels went to New Orleans. That's a good pick. They, they need a point guard. I think that's a nice selection for them. But uh, already having Alvarado and uh, who else they picked up in free agency? A guy from Charlotte. The guy, oh, um, Graham. They got Graham. Yeah, Dante Graham. Yeah. And McCollum can play mate too. Right. And so I know they got Kira Lewis who has an ACL injury. So I feel like yeah. – I don't know. I feel like he might be moved at some point. I would think. I think wasn't Kira Lewis moved in the CJ McCollum trade? I think he went to Portland. Oh, is he? Is he in Portland? Did I miss that? Did he? Or am I mistaken on that? Um, I don't think he was moved. I would have to look that up. I I don't think he was. Moved. Oh, you're right. He's still there. Yeah. Okay. All good. All good. Yep. So now here's the pick we really have to worry about: Spurs at nine. The Spurs at nine. All right, here we go, guys. The Spurs at nine. If we get past, if the Spurs don't pick a center. I'm pretty confident he'll be that he'll be there at eleven because I don't think the Wizards are going to go after a center. Right. If the if if the Spurs do not pick a center, you already know the gunshots are going off. <laughs> you might hear a couple of oohs. We celebrating because Jaden Ivy <laughs> was most likely going to be a New York Knicks. All right, come on, Spurs. Oh, and, oh shout don't, don't F this up. Somehow, okay, Supreme Stream says, FYI, shout out to Supreme, Supreme Stream. He says, FYI, Ivy did not get a phone call from Detroit before his name was called. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Whoa, that's big. Which means to me that they, they might go, they might just go after whoever has a center, period. Okay, they, and, and now, I don't, I don't know if this is, um, so Mark Stein retweeted, um, I guess a source that says that the Pistons are keeping Jaden Ivy despite several attempts from rival teams to acquire him. No! Oh! Dashed. Mark Stein? Yeah, Mark Stein retweeted that from another source or insider. Is this a real, is this a real Mark Stein? Or a fake Mark Stein. <laughs> Is this a real account? And, 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 and then Fred Katz also tweeted saying saying that that report seems irrelevant. So, oh. Dashed. Dashed. Uh, well, Dang, man. My feelings are hurt. 
<laughs> I, I guess it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> Feelings are hurt. First caller up, man. All right, we got a we got a caller is up right now. First caller up, man. What's your name? Where are you from? And what do you want to talk about, sir? Hello, are you there, caller? Hello? I guess the call is not there. Oh, he just dropped. Okay. That's cool. Man, I'm sorry, man. My emotions are still kind of raw right now. I'm still trying to process. I'm processing the disappointment of... You know, this is definitely not as exciting. But if Detroit does keep Ivy, it pretty much only limits... It minimizes the takers for Jalen Brunson to be New York or re-sign with Dallas. I'm right. Brunson, I, I don't think that we should go all in on him. Really, Ivy or, or DeJounte Murray were the only two guards I was interested in that stated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'm with you. I'm not all in on Brunson. Here, here's my take on it, and I've talked about this before. If, if we do get Brunson on the Knicks, uh, I wouldn't be upset because he's a solid player. You know what I mean? Um, he's, he's a pretty – he's always been an efficient player. Uh, he's pretty ISO-heavy. I don't think he. I feel like his passing could improve, but he's still a solid player. My my qualm with him has always been: can he produce the way he does here that he has in Dallas? Because we don't have that stretch five. No, I don't think so. Right, we don't have that stretch five that's going to give him that room to isolate like he was isolating in Dallas. So I'm not sure if we're going to get that same return and efficiency here in New York. Um, but at the end of the day, he is a solid guard, so I wouldn't be upset. Um, but um, I really want to, with all these guys being off the board, it makes me want to lean more into IQ. I'm not really that interested in Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, definitely not giving up in the 11 pick for him. Um, I wouldn't give up anybody for him outside of Julius Randle, to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't Huh? I'm Dallas-based. I watch a lot of Mavs. I go to a lot of Mavs games. And Jalen Brunson cannot carry a team as a primary lead facilitator. He can't do it. He, no. he can do it in stretches when Luca's out. You know, he can do it for five games, eight games. He's an average 18, 20 points in those small sample sizes. But through an 82 game season as a lead facilitator, that's just not that's not who he is. Right. He's he is better on ball with a superstar off ball playing next to him, uh, picking up his glass and, and playing up his mistakes. He's still the Luca Johnson, man. Like that's a lot of why he looks so good. Is when Luca's being you know, demanding double teams out the corners uh, when he's out there in motion. So I think if he came here, it'd be another situation with the Knicks who didn't back up to try to be a starter. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with Been you. Doing and, and you know what? And here's my thing too. He he he's still solid, right? Like you have to give him credit because he shut out in the playoffs with no Luka Doncic, took took on the Utah Jazz and squeaked some games out. But but then again, I I also I do feel like having that spot out offense had a lot to do with success. And he doesn't have that here. But um, I, I don't think it'll be a total disaster, though. I don't think it'll be a total disaster. I think it'll just be solid. Um, my hope is if we do get him and we pay him, it doesn't end up being a negative asset because we paid up paid so much for him, and he it doesn't look as good in New York as it did in, in Dallas. That's my <laughs> biggest worry, if anything. Um, if he comes here and he plays well. Then cool, we have another asset that we can we can move with or move on from and give us some more options moving forward. But at the end of the day, I've always said this: 
like if you look at that IQ and you look at him, IQ today averages more assists than he has um, on his IQ second year versus his second year. IQ averages more assists. I feel like he's as much crap as IQ gets for not being facilitator. Um, he has one of the highest pass percentages in the league, highest assist turnover percentages in the league. Um, one of our best go-ahead passers, him and Obi are kind of like the Wonder Tims. He always ends up finding him whenever he's leaking out. I feel like I feel like the playmaking ceiling for IQ is higher than Brunson, um, straight up. Um, but with Brunson, Brun the thing that Brunson has, Brunson has that big body, a la Kyle Lowry, where, or a la Fred Van Vliet, where you know if things get rough. He's not going to get bumped off his spot if he goes to the hole, especially if we have the right personnel around him. But we have to have the right personnel around him, and we don't have that as of today. Um, now. Okay. You had a report? Yeah, just that the Spurs are going to pick Jeremy Sochan from Baylor, and um, the source from Detroit is saying that it would take a crazy offer for something to happen. Expect Ivy to be a piston. So you're just reiterating what he said earlier. Damn. Man. What changed in... And then Washington will select Johnny Davis at number 10. So that's one guy off the board. Right yeah, there. I already saw... Already saw <laughs> everybody knew Everybody knew that was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. It's going to be A.J. Griffin. Yeah, probably A.J. Griffin, yeah. It's going to be A.J. Griffin. It's gonna be AJ Griffin. It's gonna be AJ Griffin. Still a solid pick. It's crazy that AJ. It's crazy that AJ. Um, he dropped. But I, I guess a lot of teams are kind of. It kind of shows you what the NBA is right now, man. A lot of the teams have opted for the longer guys with upside. Yeah, taking a chance. You know, taking a chance on Sohan who wasn't a proven scorer. Taking a chance on Dyson Daniels who wasn't a proven scorer. They're, they're, a lot of teams right now are just kind of prioritizing length and athleticism um, over shooting right now, which is why, you know, Griffin started off with like a like a seven pick in a lot of mocks and kind of slid in two weeks. <laughs> are you, how do you guys feel about trading back? Because at this point, the three guys I named at the start of our show are gone. I really don't have any interest in anyone at this 11 spot, whether it be Duran or A.J. Griffin. Once the IV fantasy went out the window, I'm like, man, trade this pitch for a future top five protected lottery from one of these terrible teams. And let's get a future asset to package in a trade or just use ourselves next year or the year after. I'm super open to it, man. We already know 2023, that draft is stacked. So if we trade out completely and just get another – Another at bat for next season. I'm with that for sure. I mean, um, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, three yeah, picks. Much on board with that too. Um, also, there's also some guys who project to be lower who are also kind of these, the guys that kind of taken in front of us, you know, are too. They have that same type of prototype body. The, the longer wings, they have what we have, uh, Jalen Williams, who we talked about before, who I'm very high on. Um, to me, I feel like. He kind of has that same – he had the same responsibilities to me as Johnny Davis where he had to carry an offense, but he said, but he was more efficient than Johnny Davis to be. Um, he's more athletic than he is. Doesn't have quite have the defense, but I feel like if he 
if he has to take down his, his uh, production, if, if his usage rate is down, I feel like his defense can climb. Also, that late growth spurt that he showed, because he grew from, I think, what, was it like six feet to like six, five, six, six in a year? Um, <laughs> I feel like he hasn't really figured out how to use his late athleticism yet. And if he can do that for the Knicks uh, and, and playmate next to RJ, I feel like that can be a really good pick and a really good pairing, man. Him and RJ playing together, I can see that being pretty good for us. So I, I definitely be down for trading down and getting him. Um, I also, I know Raw guys, Eason, Tari Eason might be somebody also to look at as a trade down candidate. Um, not an offensive guy per se. But today, if we're facing one of these wings who are troublesome, we can throw him on them, and they might have some problems because he's he's one of those guys who he's a high block, high steal guy, not much offensive polish, but he's been able to get to the rim and and score, score with just raw raw ability off the bench, even without the offensive power. So maybe that might be somebody else to look at. Uh, some yeah, those are some of the trade candidates I think I might be open to. I don't know if you guys are looking at anybody else. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a number of guys. You know, Jalen Williams is definitely my number one trade down candidate. He's probably picking picking him at eleven is probably a little bit too high. Um, Agbaji from Kansas is another candidate as Abadi, well. Right. Yeah, good. Yeah, good two way player. Um. Of course, I think East is another guy, like you said, you know, good defensive player, you know, definitely can bring it on defense. So, I mean, you know, there are guys that, you know, the Knicks can trade down and get that would help out the team. So, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, Ivy's off the board, you know, Davis is off the board. You know, nobody, there's nobody really on the board right now that's going to be a really a, a huge game changer where it's like, you know, they're going to really shift the pendulum way forward so at this point it's like if you can accumulate more assets why not yeah yeah i'm thinking about what happened last year when leon rose had that 19th pick and he traded to charlotte for the uh, the pick that was going to be this year that then he swapped for cam reddish i think that's where probably the route that he goes is consolidating that pick for a future asset which i'm more on board with and taking a mid-tier player between 11 and 18 or 11 and 20 i i mean it's just gonna be another grinds you know, it's going to be another rotational piece, which is good when you're building culture and building depth. But we really need a home run swing. We have the nice, like, rotation pieces. We have, like, the two through five guys that I think have either average NBA players or to above average NBA. With right. Me and RJ being even a higher level than that. But we need a home run swing. And to me, I think another pick in 2023 is more valuable than a pick between 11 and 20. Although Ian Bedley just tweeted more on that. I was saying earlier about if Durant's there at 11, Detroit might be negotiating. I don't know how real that is. I don't know if he's behind on what everyone else Did is. Did he just sweet that? My heart can't know. take anymore, Lee. Don't play well, with me, Lee. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, say this. I'll, I'll say this. They, had, they, they did show a video of Jaden Ivey dapping up Spike Lee, though, so I don't know if that's... No, don't play, don't, don't play with my emotions. Don't play I, I don't with both of you. I don't, I don't know if it means anything. I don't know. Don't play with me. Hold up. We got to call her up. We got Ken. Shout out to Ken, the editor, one of the, the, the editor of the KOT. <laughs> Let's go. The editor of the, I want to say the KOT show, the, the KOT blog, the time show.com. Ken, 
What's going on, my man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me back for the next pick. Hey, uh, I agree with what you're saying about Brunson. I think I think he's actually going to come because of the connections, and I think they can make the money work. But I really don't like him. Like I'm not crazy about him, especially with the uh, the fit with IQ. But anyway, regarding the 11th pick, uh, I hear what everybody's saying. Uh, this is what we got Walt Parent for right here, right? We gotta we gotta find somebody here that um, that has that upside potential. Could be like a Donovan Mitchell type guy. Um, I love I love what you said about Jalen um, Williams. I think he's he's the kid. When I was looking through the ringer, they had their list for the mock draft. I saw this kid's face and I was like, "There's something about him." And then when you guys did the videos, the interviews, and you, you did the breakdown about him, I was like, "That kid is special. He could be the guy that could be an X factor for the Knicks." So, um, so anyway, um, let's see what happens. Uh, I we really need to make the right decision here, and God, please find a way to get rid of Randall. <laughs> so that's all I got <laughs> oh man is Leon Rose God we'll find out soon alright <laughs> I, I already put the I already put the tweet out there man I'm not expecting anything I'm expecting rather to be starting lineup opening opening day for the Knicks next season <laughs> yo yo here's the, I, I'm torn man like here's the thing about Jalen Williams too like I definitely would like Jalen Williams here if we don't get a pick Right, and we end up moving on from Alec Burks. This could be a big opportunity for Cam here, if nothing has happened. If we end up moving Alec Burks, this could be a big opportunity for Cam. So, um, that might be uh, that could be another motivation not to even pick somebody. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll definitely see how it goes. But I'm still down for getting Jalen Williams. To me, without he seems like a guy who is humble and. He's like, I'm going to play anywhere. I'll play in the G League. I'll play. So I feel like he's one of those guys where he'll take his lumps and he will be okay with not playing that first year, which most likely might happen under tips, as you know. Ask Jimmy Butler. Oh, it's in. The Knicks will select Usman Dieng at number 11. Whoa! What? Yep, that's, yep. Shams is reporting right now. And then ESPN had a rub. They had to rub the room wound even deeper. They said the Knicks only have one playoff win within the next within the last twenty two seasons. One playoff victory. I mean, like one series win in the last twenty two seasons. Shocked. Shocked. Hmm. I am shocked. Usma Dieng? Yep. <laughs> that's a strange one because that's another one of those like tweener, thin, small fours, you know, small ball, like a little bit of small ball five that we just kind of have like a, a lot of depth consolidation there. Like, I, that's where we have the most like log jam is it, in the front court. So take someone that's not going to get immediate minutes or help us out with 15, 20 a game right off the bat. I just don't understand the mindset of that. Unless Leon really has a uh, Julius Randle trade in the bag, I also just don't see that as a possibility. I agree with y'all. I think we're going to start the season with Randle, unfortunately, at the four and not the five, playing at the Obi, but at the four and at the Mitch. Again. I would say I think it's one of those. I think what I think is happening is there's so many young guys right now and there's such a long jam. 
that I feel like they're trying to. I feel like they maybe they feel like that's a swing. I feel like they this might be like a um I um kind of like a a wrist pick. You know what I'm saying? Well, they said that with Usman Dieng, they said that he's been rising up the draft boards as of late due to his workouts. So I'm assuming that his workouts are really impressive, and that's probably what compelled the Knicks to pick him at 11. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I think I read that he had that he that he blew away the Pelicans. I believe. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold up, Knicks moving Usman Dieng to OKC, so they are making a move. What happened? They 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 pick Usman Dieng for the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, so they are making a move. So they're trading. They're trading down to the twelve. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. Okay. The details aren't there yet. They're just saying that they're picking Usman Dieng for the Thunder, but there's no details yet as to you know what is actually involved in the trade. Are they trading out of this year's pick? They they might be. Are they trading out of this year's and taking a pick from next season? I don't know. There's no details. It just, they're just saying that the Knicks are picking Usman Dieng. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. They if might be trading. Yeah. That I want to trade out of it's OKC because not only is an OKC pick money, but they they own picks from Miami. They own three other teams in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. The Thunder, the Thunder will send multiple first round picks to New York. Multiple. Oh, baby. Yeah, multiple. Multiple. To New York. Yeah, that's what that's what um Wolves just reported. What? Multiple first round picks to New York. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now we making some movement now. I mean, thought they got like what twenty six like picks stacked. Up. Multiple. Okay, Brock Allen. They can afford to give up. Yes, Brock Allen, the cap just out here working. Y'all doubted him, no, so they're not. Let's go. Multiple first round picks. Let's go. Let's go. Silver Gray, put down the bottle. Silver Gray, you don't got to drink no more. We got multiple <laughs> first round picks, sir. <laughs> this guy just said, "Get the bring the gunshots out. The gunshot." I want to trade out. I want to trade out of that spot and get more pitch, and we did it, baby, with OKC. All right. That was the right team to do it with, too. The right team. Yep. Best team to do it with. Man. Man. Okay. What are we getting multiple first-round picks for is the question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's still, like, the details are still, like, iffy. It, we, we, we don't know what first-round picks they are yet, but we know it's multiple first-round picks. Can we use these multiple first round picks to to make a move? To Possibly. Me, it's Pete Nitt fan that DN was getting booed even when <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude. <laughs> oh boy, well he ain't gotta worry about being booed for too long because he ain't gonna be here. So. He ain't gonna be here. <laughs> it's more like boop and then it's, and he's gone. He ain't even hear the rest of it. He don't hear he don't even hear the O's. Brock Aller, Walt Perrin, World Wide West. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a World Wide mess. Making moves for Knicks Nation. Getting multiple first round picks without tanking. Okay. Yes, sir. And then OKC is picking again at number 12. So they definitely didn't send number 12 to the Knicks. Right. 
Yeah, so to me, I would say these are future first round picks. So they might have traded out. Yeah. That's what I want. Trade out. Okay. All right. All right. This is interesting. So AJ Griffin, the guy who supposedly grew up with Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> was not picked. Nepotism didn't even work. Nick still didn't want to draft him. What was Nick probably, Nick's probably like they 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 try to pick with this. They're not even sure they're gonna be here past this season. <laughs> what happened is 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 this another <laughs> is, is, is this another um Denver Nuggets situation? Is this another Michael Porter Jr. situation where AJ Griffin was won the lottery, they got the medicals back, nobody liked it and was like, no, now he's gonna fall to like a mid team. Because of a bad medicals, that's I, f- I feel like that might be happening once again. I'll say this: this is the first time in my fandom that we made a move like this. This is so un unnicked to take to have the eleventh pick and trade it for future assets. We've never had an office with that kind of foresight and that type of patience to make a move like that. They've always gone like a fucking center or yeah. Ty Ty Washington. That's exactly what Phil Jackson. Or Glenn, uh, Glenn Grunwald would have done. I'm so happy that yeah. Leon Rose is so draft driven. We we making yep, moves, man. man. This is this is smart. We playing chestnut checkers this time, man. Yep. And yeah. they said the Thunder's gonna pick Jalen Williams with the 12th pick, and they say it's not part of the Knicks trade with them. Oh, so the 12th pick. Yeah, the so Jalen Williams is going to the Thunder. I'm, okay. I I was telling somebody it was like. Trade back from him. Like, I'm not sure how far Jaden Jaden Williams is gonna actually gonna be available because he's been climbing up draft boards as well, especially with the way he's been performing in the combine. But um, I can live with this. Yeah, most definitely. I can live with this. I can really, especially if we're trading into next season, Steve draft. Cause um, cause the thing is, if we have multiple first rounds for 2023, which I'm hoping we do. Woo! Then we can trade up in one of the deepest drafts in years. Yup, you're on it, and get a bit and and get a big pick. So, um, even though Knicks fans might be sad today that we didn't get AJ Griffin, that we didn't get a Jaden Ivy, um, I'm not, I'm not sad about AJ Griffin. I'm okay with this turnout. I really am. Right. Or we didn't get a Matherin. I'd see. Or none of those guys. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've, like I've said in past, you know, podcasts, like we have a lot of solid on the Knicks. It's, it's about time we go after dynamic. We need someone who's going to really shift, you know, the pendulum, you know, towards winning for the Knicks. And at eleven, there's just not those kind of guys there available for the Knicks. Right. If we if we draft at eleven, we're just Basically, it's basically going to be the same team next season. You know, the guy's not going to add a whole lot to the team. So, it's like you might as well either swing for the fences or, you know, just trade out the draft altogether keep gathering assets. This also shows that Leon Rose didn't put all of his eggs in the Sacramento basket. Right. He was talking to Sacramento. He's talking to Detroit. And no one knew he was talking to OKC. Right. Think about the offer OKC the 11th and 12th pit. Consecutively, yeah. that's a pretty good uh, offer to pinpoint and talk to and to move us up in, in, in future draft capital. That's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it seems like the Knicks, once again, they had a line they weren't willing to cross. 
and yeah. and they stuck to their guns. We already seen this before. We already seen this when the Knicks were trying to get uh, I'm sorry, what's the small forward's name who ended up in, with the Hornets? Gordon Hayward. Gordon, yeah, Gordon Hayward. Hayward yeah. The Knicks had a certain yep. price and a certain year for Gordon Hayward, and they were disciplined enough to not go above that asking price. Now we're looking at Gordon Hayward, and um, we're grateful that we didn't go above and beyond to get him. I might have drafted this. I'd rather have Evan Fournier than Gordon Hayward, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm, At least listen, he's healthy. Availability. Yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Availability. Availability yeah. Is, is more valuable than anything. And he's much me. cheaper on top of that, too. Exactly. Now, the Detroit Pistons, I really felt like we had a chance to make a Detroit Pistons move, but I guess their asking price was too much for them, too. Um, Because it seemed like for a second there, all we had to do was, was draft a center. And, and truth be told... Um, Duran still has not been drafted. There was a chance to do that. So maybe yeah, their asking price is also too high. <laughs> yeah, like it was reported, like um, I guess the guy that who's who's an insider with the Pistons, he said that for the for the Pistons to even move Ivy, that it would take a monumental deal. And yeah. and clearly Leon Rose wasn't willing to do that, so Right, yeah. Once again, man, the Knicks front office is showing patience. They're not overplaying their hand, and I'm still we're still waiting right now. We check in Twitter. I already see Lee checking Twitter to see <laughs> <laughs> what are the details of these first round picks. If these first round picks are 20, 23 first round picks, multiple, I am through the moon happy because that is one of the deepest drafts um in a long time it's including high school players it's including seven seven foot guys you can do fadeaways in between the back a la (laughs) a la kevin durant it's it's including who 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 was people telling us about the other day uh oh scoot henderson scoot Scoot henderson even even i've seen some of his clips like yeah, he look, It looks like he's going to be a good point guard. It's just that, oh, boy, his three-point percentage, he needs to get that up. 17% from three, like, no, come on, my guy. You, you need to get the shooting percentage up from three. But he does look like he's going to be a good point guard, though. Right. And and the, the the thing is, too, if you're able to move on from these veterans like Noel and Evan Fournier and and Alec Burks, we can actually see more of a, move, a youth movement this season. So um, if we do that – I I don't, I don't, if we make the playoffs or not this year, I'll be happy to see more youth. I'll be extremely happy if we even end up moving Julius Randle at some point. But, you know, you already know how that is. I don't want to get too too <laughs> excited about that. Whew. But, yo, shout out to everybody in chat, man. Shout out to Joe Long, Silver Gray, Luck Charm, Joe. Uh, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Thanks for rocking with us, man. As you see, we, nothing has happened yet. We just... We just happy to 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 be smart and not give it up too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're tired of the Knicks getting fleeced in these kind of deals. So if the Knicks can do the fleecing elsewhere, why not? Rather be on the other side of it. Right, yeah, exactly. We'd be on the wrong side too many years in a row. For real. <laughs> exactly. Adele Chapman says, help me understand what's going on with this draft. Adele, if you don't know, um, we have traded out of this draft it seems like we still have the 42nd pick but we have treated our 11th pick to okc for multiple i repeat multiple first round picks yeah but i have a question for you guys though because now the knicks still have the second round pick do you think the knicks are going to actually 
choose a player that they feel like it can help the team, or are you going to think that they're going to probably draft a player that they'll, that they'll probably stash for like two years in Europe or something like that? I think a player that they will help them because I, I feel like a quarter of the roster is going to be gone by next season. I mean, a lot of these will be released or traded um, elsewhere. So we don't need some bodies. I, I think they do take a player to help us out on the perimeter. Yeah, I think they do take like a two-way contract type of guy. I think um, yeah. I feel like uh, yo, why am I why am I forgetting names right now? Uh, the center that we got last season. Sims. 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 I feel like Sims might play like there's a possibility with Noel gone because I feel like they're trying to move Noel. Um, and, and Mitch here that they're gonna have him here off of a two way. So I feel like what we draft that two might get like a two way deal. That's what, that's what I foresee happening anyway. And then um, the next season, we'll do it again. <laughs> 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 and well, the report is in. Charlotte will pick Jalen Duran at 13. So Duran is off the board. Yeah, yeah, we already knew Charlotte wanted a big man. I know they're pretty happy. They probably didn't feel like Jalen Duran was going to fall at 13. Um, but, uh, yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte got yeah. Jalen Duran at 13. Actually, I actually like Duran. I actually like Duran for Charlotte because Charlotte, sure. struggles, Charlotte struggles on defense a whole lot. Duran will definitely show up that paint defense. And then on top of that, He's athletic, and then you have Lamelo running point. Woo! Oh yeah. boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Great pickup. Super pickup. We got Biambo, Biambo Light over there. And... <laughs> I, it's not official yet, but I really hope that that trade with OKC is pure draft capital, like first and second rounders, definitely multiple first, uh, and no players, because I think it could be easy to see a guy like Derek Favors and want to like substitute a pick for for Favors and bring Favors to New York because you do a little bit of a stretch five. Right. I'm tired of these wasted vets, these washed vets. We gotta move on from that type of mentality and just really invest in the the culture of the youth. Um, I, I hope it's a strictly a draft trade and and no players coming back. I agree with you, man. I want strict strictly draft capital from these OKC Thunder, um, with with the intent of even moving up in next year's draft or still staying still staying on that disgruntled player hunt. Stay away from Kyrie Irving, though. Please stay away from Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Lord God, please stay away from Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's kind of intriguing how the Knicks and Thunder have built a rapport these last since Leon Rose has came on board. We've traded with them multiple times. I think there was like a three-team trade that we were semi-involved in for quickly, like three years ago, and then last right. year we traded in the second round McBride and, and Rokas, um, Earl. We traded Earl to them, and we got back two picks in the second round. This is the third year in a row we traded with, kind of traded with OKC. It's interesting how like those relationships happen where you, once you trade with one team once, they kind of just like were willing to do it again. Oh wait, 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 hold on, what? Wait. Then maybe they'd be willing to take on Julius Randle. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sources: Hornets traded Jalen Duran to the Knicks. What? Sam just reported that. No way. Yeah, Sam just reported it. What? We trade twice? Wow. So I'm trying to figure out is this a deal to are they trying to are they trying to make another deal or are they still trying to bar- that, Are they still trying or, to trade or, for Ivy? I don't know cuz What if it's oh, Wait, 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 wait. Jalen Dunn is re- being rerouted to Detroit. What what, what, is what, what is going on? Wait, are we trading for Ivy? Are we trading for Ivy? 
So Begley just reported that Knicks are acquiring Jalen Duran from Charlotte. But then Detroit's insider is saying that Jalen Duran is being rerouted to Detroit. What's happening right now? Don't mess oh with me. Oh, my God. Dude, my heart's beating out of my chest. So, <laughs> so does that mean we're getting them OKC's picks and Jalen Duran? I, I, I don't know. That could be a mega package for, for Detroit. Multiple first-rounders and Jalen Duran, the guy they wanted? Yeah, because it says that Duran picked by Charlotte, headed to Knicks, and then off to Detroit. My heart is my heart again, guys. My heart again, guys. What's going on? My heart again, guys. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening because I've seen some people who's coming in right now. It looked like the Knicks had traded out of draft a second ago and got multiple first round picks from OKC. Charlotte just got Jalen Duran. There was rumors earlier that um, Detroit would make a trade with the Knicks if Jalen Duran was available. Um, then. Just now, it's been reported that Charlotte Hornet is sending Jalen Duran to the Knicks, which makes it seem that the Knicks might use him for Jaden Ivey. Um, and then, and then now, Detroit Insider is saying, to be honest, I don't know where Duran is going, but this sounds like a three-team trade with Detroit, New York, and Charlotte. A three-three, a three-team trade with Detroit, New York, and Charlotte. This look, this looking like Ivy. This is looking like Ivy, guys. This is looking like. This is looking like Ivy. Ivy, don't. I'm a cry on. I'm a cry on camera. I'm a cry on camera if we get an Ivy. Oh my God, yo! What's going on? Masterful. This is if the Knicks pull this off. If the mix are guys, are we getting Ivy? It all makes sense for you for you for those guys who just. I don't want to get too excited, I'm, but it's I'm, I'm the only to, thing I'm that makes sense calm. in my brain. I'm trying to stay calm until all the details are in. I'm trying to stay it's, calm. All right, me chill. <laughs> me chill. You know what? It's it's so funny. All of Pistons Twitter that I. It's like Ivy to Detroit. Ivy feels like he's went home. His mom played for the shock. Like, it's a lot of like good vibes right now happening. Right. Okay, so we'll just, so we'll just reporting Duran will, will ultimately go to Detroit. Duran will ultimately go to Detroit. All That's right. all we know so far. That's all we know so far. <sighs> This is why it's happening even beyond Shams and Woj knowing what the hell is going on. Man. Okay. For those who's tuning in, we have we have our guys scouring Twitter. <laughs> right? There was rumors earlier that Knicks could try for trade for Ivy if we got Duran. Knicks are trading Kemba Walker to Detroit. All right, Knicks are Good. trading Kemba right. Walker to Detroit. Okay, so that's a piece of the trade. Knicks also supposed supposedly receives first round picks from OKC. Um, there was also a rumor that happened for like three seconds that Duran was going to the Knicks from via Charlotte. Okay, so Knicks acquired Jalen Duran and moved him with Kemba Walker to the Pistons. So it's said. Knicks acquired Jalen Duran, and this is from Roche. Yeah, but they said they moved him with Kemba Walker to the Pistons. This steals okay. The Knicks are trading Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker 
to the Pistons. The Knicks are Ooh. trading Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker to the Pistons. This still feels like an Ivy trade to me. I I, I don't understand Ooh. how we can make a deal with the Pistons not get back Ivy. Like that's like where what are we getting back? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like they're still like Shams and Woj is like reporting pieces. They're not really like reporting the whole trade. Like what what what? Okay, what does, I mean, I, what does Detroit have? Hey, Cade, Isaiah Stewart. They're not trading Cade. No, yeah, definitely I not Cade or Stewart. Stewart. Do you think they would move Stewart now that they have? Now that they have, uh, not well. The Pistons are getting Jalen Duran. And the Knicks, more crucially, for free agency matters, are sending Kemba Walker's salary to Detroit to help fund their free agent pursuit of Jalen Brunson. Oh, so it's a salary cap move. So we trade with Detroit and we don't get Ivy. That's what Mark. That's what Mark Stein just tweeted. It doesn't. It seems like it's more of a free up cap space move to try and go after Brunson. It's a free up cap space move to go after Brunson. But we well, traded Durin? Did we trade Durin? I don't think Durin yeah. is ours. So to, to me, no, I feel... No, Durin, no, Durin no, is definitely going to Detroit. Charlotte, right. I mean, who, I mean, Charlotte drafted Durin, and then the Knicks got involved in a three-team deal, which, which I don't know, they said Durin went from Charlotte to New York to Detroit. And he, it seems, and it seems like the Knicks are sending Dern with Kemba to Detroit to shed salary so they can pursue Jalen Brunson in free agency. That's at least that's what Mark Stein is reporting at the moment. So we're using Dern as a salary dog. That don't even make sense. Is that why we're getting multiple firsts? Because we have because we're trading Dern. I would I would think that picks would be coming back to the Knicks if if that's the you know right if that's the deal yeah like you said it which is the and for Duran the Pistons are saying the Hornets a twenty twenty five first round pick via Milwaukee that they got back from Portland in the Jeremiah Grant trade ah uh, okay so it looks like we we were involved in a three team deal with Detroit. And we didn't get Ivy. And we didn't get Ivy. <laughs> but what do we get? We, we haven't heard yet what we get yet. We yeah, just, we're I, not even I, sure. We, we just probably got a bunch of firsts, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it has to be draft capital. That's what I'm thinking. Which I'm also fine with. Yeah, I'm all, I'm fine with it, too. Yeah. It's not Ivy, but I'm, I'm fine with a bunch of firsts. Yeah. We're all on the same page on that one. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And then Charlotte will pick Mark Williams at number fifteen. So no. Charlotte still, so Charlotte still gets their big man regardless. Solid big man. Yeah. What do we think about the Knicks getting Jalen Duran and not keeping him? Is that something you think we're gonna regret down down the road? Because that also signals a recommitment to Mitchell Robinson. I would probably assuredly gonna resign him now. When yeah. we have Duran in our hand, giving him up, it looks like we're for sure gonna have him team. <laughs> Next couple of years, how do y'all feel about that? Um, I don't mind it at all. Like, I, I feel like Mitchell Robinson, um, he's gotten better over the years. I, I feel like no matter what, 
even if we were to move Robinson, I've always said this, we need to keep him in the building. At least if he does move, we need to get asked to him. But at the end of the day, I feel like he's saved us so many times with his offensive rebounding, with his shot blocking. Um, and this summer is the first time he's been healthy in a long time. So hopefully this summer this is the summer we can actually start to build out um, wrinkles in, into his offensive game outside of just catching lobs. You know what I mean? But um, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I'm definitely cool with it. I don't think it seems like the number isn't even too big either. I think the rumor was well, like four years, four years, forty-four million, which kind of roughly works out to yeah, around eleven point what eleven point five million or something like that. Um, so the number is the number is not bad. He can still grow, and you know just work on your screens, work on your screens. Um, hit some free throws, which he's been doing. He's been working on. He's trying to get up to eighty percent. And then we can start to to work out that uh, outside game a little bit and see and see what happens. So I'm I'm fine with it. And and Rob mentioned this earlier too, that um, you know we would have to start over with developing a, a big man with this group if we drafted Durant. And it would be some kind of it would be like a little bit of a learning curve to for him to reproduce what Mitch is doing this season sure. now maybe his ceiling might be a little higher because he's willing to take some jump shots but even that like if you're looking at his tape it, it doesn't seem like he doesn't really know when to shoot exactly yeah he's still kind of raw on that side of the ball even though he's kind of willing to take the shots uh, i don't know if anything that to that right yeah um you know throughout the season i've definitely always been on the pay that man bandwagon pay with that me. man I, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I always thought that Mitch made, uh, you know, a lot of strides during his four years with the Knicks. I did kind of, you know, kind of flirt with the idea of, you know, in case they wouldn't be able to re-sign Mitch, Jalen Dern does seem like a, you know, a viable option at number 11 that they can go with that could replace Mitch and provide that, you know, similar defense and athleticism, et cetera, you know. But um, I feel like, you know, Mitch – has definitely developed during his four years with the Knicks. And I feel like, you know, as long as the contract is reasonable, they should stick with them. And the, it, and according to reports, it seems like the contract is reasonable. What is about four years, 45 mil. So, you know, as long as the contract is reasonable, reasonable, I've always been on board with Mitch coming back. Yeah. And honestly, Fritz says Duran is a nice passer. Yeah, Duran is, is he's a pretty good passer. That's probably something that he has over Mitch. But um Mitch's yeah. Mitch's passing is a little bit underrated. Not to say he's not Jason Kidd or anything. But I I've seen Mitch throw some nice little short roll passes um every now and again. He he just needs to be healthy. Mitch just needs to be healthy so he can develop. That's really what it is to me. I think during the course of last season what Mitch brings to the table was devalued because of the shift toward the floor spacing uh five out three space the floor but in the playoffs especially the the finals you had time lord versus looney yeah and that matchup two guys that were traditional bigs for the most part little undersized and no post moves but very mitch like in terms of their timing on blocks ability to impact the the defense to be able to rotate Mm -hmm. uh on the perimeter to to pull out and guard the three-point line mitch if he had the shooting that time lord and looney have with their respective teams and mitch was surrounded by three-point knockdown shooters, I think to have a lot more impact uh, in the future years once we round out this roster with talent. Absolutely. I've said that before with um with the, with the Celtics because I feel like Robin Williams' emergence 
has kind of helped people accept the traditional five again, but it works with the Celtics because of the same thing that you said. Robin Williams is surrounded by shooters. He has Mark, he has Mark, he has um, Tatum, he has Brown. All those guys are shooters. So Mitch not being able to shoot three doesn't hurt as much if if doesn't really hurt you if RJ can start to hit threes, if we move Randall and we get a and we and let Obi play that spot and he hits threes because I'm hoping Obi can hit three and <laughs> everybody else around to get hit threes as well. So I agree with you there that um you know this playoffs kind of shows that you can you can win with them with the traditional big, um but also I feel like this also showed that certain matchups you have to kind of be flexible and yeah you, you still might need like a mo bomber or something depending on the matchup because I, I i do feel like utah got beat because of their reluctancy to not play gobert in the first few games and they just penetrated kit to the corner three penetrated kit to the corner three and i feel like if they adapted a little faster and was had like a stretch big, then something's gonna be different. And maybe it's not even a stretch big. Maybe it's it's just Tom Thibodeau's willingness to play small and play OB and Randall together. You know? Yeah. But but Utah outside of Gobert is terrible defensively. They don't have any switchable perimeter players outside of Royce O'Neal that can do anything on a perimeter to shut sure. down the three point shot. So all of their defenses funnel toward Gobert to clean up every mistake that the point guard and shooting guard and small forward are doing um, once they pass the half-court line. A team like Golden State has so many switchable defenders. Looney can just stay in the block and really be a help side defender and a weak side block shots and get offensive rebounds. It's a different situation that I think the Knicks can mimic what Golden State is doing defensively, not the championship juggernaut they are. Right, right. But defense better than what Utah built around Gobert and Donovan Mitchell because that the, the other four guys are around Gobert, all of them are like minus defenders. Especially in the playoffs are horrific. Yeah, yeah no, you're right about that. Yeah. We need to modernize our play style in general, sure. which is why I want multi division positional defenders on offense. I mean multi positional players on offense and defense all together. Absolutely yeah. right about that. You have anything to add there, Ryan? And, I feel like you want to say something. <laughs> no, I was just saying Atlanta's gonna pick AJ Griffin. Wow, man. Man, Atlanta gets another three-point shooter. Yep. Jeez, I can't believe AJ dropped so far. Yeah, number 16. 16 pick of the draft, AJ Griffin. It's funny because Fred Katz just tweeted, a tremendous example of how confused the world is with the Knicks dealings right now. Text the source to ask if he knew which picks were going where. And he just mentioned Mark Williams going 15 to Charlotte and then said, somehow, I don't know, though. (laughs) Man. Uh, Yo, guys, we're trying to stay on so we can report what's actually happening, but nobody knows what's actually happening. Yeah, that's funny. Like, the only thing I, I... only thing I can be certain of is we got multiple first round picks. I think that's happening. Yeah, yeah. The, it looks like the the questions that haven't been answered are what are those picks in that in that trade, and then the three team one we were involved in with Charlotte and Detroit. What are we getting back in that? Because that's a separate situation from OKC. Yeah. So I'm curious if, if we're getting a player or a pick from Charlotte 
Right. Because it looks like Detroit got Durin and Kimba from us. Right. We should be getting our capital or from Charlotte. So I'm interested to see what, what happens there. Yeah, and Mark Stein just reported the Knicks figure to make at least one more move to continue creating cap salary cap space, full speed ahead on their bid to try to pry Jalen Brunson away from the Mavericks. So it seems like Knicks are all in on getting Jalen Brunson. Man. Dis- disappointing, but it could be worse. It could be broadened, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at, at least at least Brunson's healthy. You know, you can yeah. you can you can actually defend him to play. Yo, the Knicks really went out and got his dad. That's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> <facts>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we got pops on payroll. Like, yep. look what we're willing to do for you. This all could be yours. Like, that's crazy, man. They're <laughs> for Giannis, not Jalen Brunson. <laughs> They're really going hard. They showed up. The Knicks showed up at the playoffs front row with William Wesley. <laughs> Julius Randle, for better or for us. And company hired his dad. And now they're just clearing cat space. Like, man. Pretty much. And now um, <clears throat> this other insider just reported Nick's not projected to generate $18 million in cap space after getting off Kemba Walker and the 11th overall pick. $60 million is more realistic when keeping Mr. Robinson's cap hold in mind so they can resign him after. So they're much closer to having enough cap space for Jalen Brunson. So everybody's reporting the Knicks are all in for Jalen Brunson. Rock hour. Yeah, Rock man. Capologist. Yep. So... There's, there's been reports, so let's recap certain things that they talk about here. There's been reports that Mitchell Robinson um, is going to have a multi-year deal. Uh, so he hasn't signed it yet, of course, but from the plans, it looks like they probably told Mitch, we're going to sign your deal after we attempt to, um, <laughs> to sign Brunson. That's it. So... I would expect after free agency and stuff happens that the deal, the Mitch deal is going to happen last. Like whatever happens first. So don't panic if Mitch doesn't get signed. If you were a guy for Mitch, don't don't panic that if he doesn't get signed at like 1201. Um it, it looks like he's gonna be signed last and we're gonna go after Jalen Brunson. And if we don't get Jalen Brunson, I imagine the Knicks have a board because they have a board for everything they do. They have a a, B, C, D, E, F, G. They're probably going to try to go after him. They might try to go after Brogdon. Um, they might try to go after Tyus. Who knows? But um, Mitch will probably be the last signing of the Knicks of this offseason because they can't go over the cap to sign Mitch Robinson. If they have I to. think 18 to $20 million is a fair number for Jalen Brunson. Uh, as someone who watched every Mad game last year, honestly, and the year before, uh, and had been a fan of him mostly until the overhype, um, especially during that, that first round series, Jazz, that just a team that quit. I think he, his stats were a little inflated against that terrible defense that he was playing against. Uh, I think 18, 18 to 20 is a fair amount for him. I think that's market value. You would hope with his dad, Dolan paying the checks, he, he can get – you know, a little bit of a family discount, even though the pop said there is no discount. That's not happening. <laughs> you're paying between 20 and 25 for Brunson. That's an overpay. And I see that 
as a bad signing, in my opinion. They're they're treating they're looking at him like um like uh uh, uh yo I, I always blank out on these names the point guard who who they signed in Toronto. What was that? Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Van Vliet yeah. signed for around that same amount. They, they signed Van Vliet signed for what twenty six I think twenty six million twenty seven million. Um, they probably feel like he's around that level and a caliber. Because of his playoff run, and going to try to sign him to kind of land flea money, and that and there is no discount. I, I always say, when you are making, when you're not making a lot of money in the NBA, and this is your first contract, you're not leaving money on the table. Yeah, that's fair. You're not leaving money on the table. That just doesn't happen. And the thing is, there's, two, there's a few things that happen with these young players, right? They either go for the money or they go for opportunity. Now the Knicks have the op- the Knicks can offer him both, right? The same reason why I feel like Kyrie left LeBron because he didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow. He wanted the opportunity to be the man and do his only thing. Is the same reason why Jalen Brunson can leave the Dallas Mavericks because he will always be under Luca's shadow if he stay with the, the Dallas Mavericks, and so he will have he can have. Does he value running his own team and getting more money than staying inside Luca? Um, at his age and his first time getting a contract, there's a there's a chance that that could be the case because when you know, like, listen, man, when you're an athlete and you have that ego, like, I can do what I want. I just need I just need opportunity. Of course, you're going to try to take the opportunity to take on more and get paid more to do it. Like, I can. I'm not like a big Brunson guy. With I'm Brunson. I can see him. I can see him doing it. Like I don't think. I feel like when you're younger, winning is important, but it's not as important as when you're like twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. I feel like it's like all right, got paid. Okay, now I got paid. Now I got paid. All right, now it's time to win. Like I feel like that's usually the 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 order, the pecking order. It's very rare where where like. Guys, like, I'm going to take a pay cut to pay. Like, that's not, you know, that's some Miami Heat stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. that, that, that Fred Van Vliet comparison, I think, is a little flawed in that Van Vliet, when he got that contract, just came off winning a championship. And had been doing what he was doing for a few years and was probably the third or fourth best player on that championship team. Jalen Brunson's had one good playoff series. No, you're right. Like, Jerome James. Yeah. When you drop that Dark ages. And, you know, Brunson wasn't great against the Clippers the last two years. Uh, he was more of like a bench spark. This, he's more in a primary role, especially in his first three games against Utah. But he's only, this is like one and done, man. We can't drop the bag for a point guard because we're so desperate positionally to finally fill that need. We still got to be prudent. As prudent as we've been in the draft, we need to be in free agency. Um, and I think so far, Leon and uh, the, or Scott Perry have been that in the deals they've done. That Tim Walker deal was frugal. Even even the uh, Evan Fournier deal was, was pretty frugal. The the match for Joyce Randall was frugal. I'm hoping there's some conversations because of all the history and lineage between Leon, his father, and, and Brunson. We can get at least $22 million a year. So the contract's tradable. A year or two from now. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you, man. Because if it doesn't, if he doesn't produce the way we want to, then that contract all of a sudden is uh 
negative asset or even a slightly negative asset because like um yeah because it's funny because right now if you look at evan fournier's contract evan fournier's contract um it's not a super negative because he's you know he's performed well but it's not actually a super positive either you know what i'm saying it's kind of just like a little bit in the middle some people might see it slightly negative and i, I kind of feel because because it was like a slight overpay right and I kind of feel like it can kind of happen like that. It could kind of happen like that. For um, it could kind of happen like that for for uh, Brunson as well. It could kind of just yeah. be. Uh, we paid him a little bit too much. He still might be be producing at a good rate, but um, you know, it still might be paying too much, but um. You know what? I don't see any new news. We can wrap this up soon. I'm I'm really well, waiting there, to well, see there is, there if is there's some new news. All right. No, they're just explaining um the next cap hole. So, they, so Fred Cash tweeted a big part of trading Kemba Walker. If the Knicks renounce Ryan Arkadakino's cap hold and waive Todd Gibson, whose 2022-2023 salary is not in the guarantee, they can open up twenty million in cap room. So it seems like those are the upcoming moves from the Knicks front office. Twenty million—that's a number I like. Twenty million for Jalen Brunson is a good number. It's a good that, number. That's a sweet spot for me. Right. So they said they, they want to waive who? Taj Gibson and who else? And uh, renounce um, Ryan Arkadakino's. Um, oh, Ryan! Um, yeah. Your namesake. Okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't like how they did Ryan last year uh, during the end of the season when they was they was not passing my boy Ryan the ball when he was open. And he was doing all the dirty work on defense, and they never gave him the ball. So, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> it's so I'm, sad. That, oh, go ahead. And I still feel like they can. They still can move Noel. Like I still feel like they're going to try yeah. to move Noel and Alan Burks to, to free up even more money. Like I can. I feel like that's coming eventually. Yeah, I feel like that's coming eventually. But no, no I, news on the picks though. That's what I really, really. No, yeah, the, I'm trying to find out the picks, but nobody's reporting like what picks the Knicks gotten. Stuff like that. Like we don't even know if the Knicks got anything from the Detroit and Charlotte deal. Like we don't even know what the Knicks got from that. Right. Besides them, besides them moving cameras, freeing up cap space. Gotcha. It, it's kind of absurd that like I'm arguing the minutia of a Jalen Brunson contract when he would immediately become the best point guard we've had since Stephon Marbury in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's better than Jose Calderon, Chris Duhan, Raymond Felton. Like he's better than all those guys. Tony Douglas. The thing with Jalen Brunson, like, here's the one thing I will say. Sometimes when a guy, sometimes when a guy has opportunity, he performs better because he has more opportunity. And sometimes opportunity has a lot to do with how people view people and what people's ceilings are. I always refer back to, to, <laughs> I, I kind of always think about how James Harden was a second string on OKC and then OKC, then uh, the, the, the Rockets gave him the bag, and all of a sudden he was an all-star, right? Like, they had the right. foresight to see that there was something there beforehand, and no one saw, nobody saw him as a guy who could be the man until he was actually the man, and now it's obvious to everybody. The only thing I can say is, well, you know what? This might be his first opportunity to see if Brunson can be the man on the team and step it up. He's always had good percentages. Um, he's, a, he's, um, he's going to compete, and he's not scared, so... I do like that about that. Um, and if we over, if we overpay for him a little bit and he produces, 
fine. But he just has to produce. But at the end of the day, I'm still Team IQ. I'd rather roll the dice with IQ. But if the Knicks are doing this, um, I don't think it's the worst move in the world. Um, Agreed. I don't think it's worse than we will. That's all I have to say about that. And I can cap the show here, man, because I'm really, I just want to, it looks like I'm not sure if any news, any news going to come on tonight? <laughs> I don't think any, I, I really just want to know what the Knicks actually got. Yeah, man. Yeah, very curious. You might not know for tomorrow. Right. And, and, that's it. We can wrap it up. We can wrap it up right now. And um, just stay tuned. Still, stay committed. Uh, stay close to our Twitter and our Instagram because we will be reposting and posting news on Twitter and Instagram. Any news updates from these Knicks drafts tonight. So that's what it looks like. It is. We got some picks. We got rid of Kemba Walker, and we're going full steam ahead on Jalen Brunson. Um, hopefully, we got some picks for 2023 to make a bigger move next season or go after a disgruntled star. And um, shout out to Brock Aller for his moves. And yeah, that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. Uh, it's not exciting. We didn't get a Jaden Ivey, uh, but we didn't lose either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. Thanks for watching. If you like, if you like the show, please hit the like button, subscribe button, and we'll, we'll see us. Um, look, it's free agent season's coming. You'll see us during free agent season as well. Talk about free agents and everything that's happening with Nick Station. All right? Cool, cool, and cool. Yo, Lee, let them know, man. Good job, Lee. Uh, nice having you on the show. Let them know where they can find you, Lee. No doubt, man. Uh, I'm a regular contributor to Posting and Toasting for SB Nation. Also a weekly regular contributor to Deadspin on all things NBA. My Knicks coverage is centered to Posting and Toasting. I write about the entire league, the culture behind the league, and the history of the league for, for Deadspin on the NBA vertical. All right, so so shout out to Lee, man, who's uh he done a great job talking Knicks with us, man. Definitely gonna have you back for sure. Ryan, 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 let us know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. Content is coming soon. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And also, you know, I got my financial agent license. So, you know, if anybody needs help with their finances, secure their financial future, you can hit me up as well. Just hit me up on any of my social media handles, and we can, you know, definitely get to that. All right. And shout out to those guys, the new subscribers who I just saw the subscribe to the channel. Um, and also, you already know where to find me. Find us. You can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, um, Nick Time Show on Instagram, Nick Time Show on Facebook. Um, you can get our, our hats, our snapbacks at thenicktimeshow.com. You can also listen to us on all, all podcast forms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that noise as well. And, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back to talk Knicks Nation. And I'm still working and on some other stuff in the future as well. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, Begley just reported that Kemba Walker will be sent to Pistons by Knicks in a deal that landed Jalen Dern in Detroit. So it's confirmed if deal is complete, New York – Sheds Walker's 2022-2023 salary, but needs to essentially attach a first-round pick to do it. Oh, so we have to attach a first to get rid of Walker. Yeah. Interesting. Why do we have to... I hope it's a Mavs pick. Hmm? I hope it's a Mavs pick and not one of ours. Right, right, right. Yeah, I hope so, too. Right, right. Dang, I was, he, was, he was an expiring. I was hoping it would take a second and not a first. You know what I'm saying? But maybe the... shows how washed he is. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Since he was an expiring, I thought it was going to take a second. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was going to take a first. Yeesh. All right. All right, yikes. Well, that's true. that true would be a bad sign, then. But <laughs> once you got to give up first to get rid of some guy, that's a bad signing. But yeah. low risk or not, that was a bad signing now. All right, that is our show. Um, thank you guys for watching. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks Twitter streets. That's our show. We are out of here. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.